Hello, welcome to Audible Clutter. This is Michelle. This is Gail. And we're sorry this is a Saturday version of our Friday before the election podcast, but yesterday we launched the Telltale Heart, our first um, Twilight Thriller radio, and so we were, we were busy. really busy. <laughs> but we're here bright and early at 3.30 in the, the afternoon, afternoon, not 3.30 in the morning, to bring you a podcast and to talk about some stuff that's going on. Um, we did our last round of donations yesterday because there's an FEC deadline, October 31st, which is today. So it wasn't much, but we donated to $10 to MJ Hager because flipping Texas is a thing that we should do. Mm-hmm. And $10 to Biden. Well, I donated because Gell doesn't donate. No. Um, and then $5 to Ayanna Presley, who is my future president. It's split between her and Katie Porter, who does amazing stuff breaking down the financial corporate... Financial shenanigans corporations are trying to pull to take advantage of the American people. So, I mean, she's not technically a member of the squad, probably because she's a white single mom from California, but Katie Porter is a protege of Elizabeth Warren and is doing good stuff. I mean, Elizabeth Warren started out in bankruptcy law and yes, and things, and Katie Porter is one of those people who is using the law for people as opposed to using the law for corporations, and now she's in the House. So That's we need cool. to keep good people like her in the House, because it's in the preamble of the Constitution. This was, this is, somebody pointed this out on one of my social medias, that in the Constitution it is, government is for the general welfare, and the Republican Party has forgotten that. They have completely forgotten that. Yeah, which is why we're in the pandemic coronavirus cases are rising and deaths are going to get really frightening yeah they already are very frightening and they're going to get worse yeah so don't panic but be aware do not have thanksgiving gatherings no it's not worth it it's not worth it trump i was reading an article that trump's or his 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 rallies are like coronavirus spikes in 14 of 17 counties he was in two weeks after and it's just because they don't do masks, they don't do social distancing. It's just appalling that as a president, he has that little concern for his constituents. He stranded people at a rally in Omaha in the freezing cold. I mean, if it was the, 30 degrees and yeah. the the buses that shuttled them from the, the parking lot to the airport didn't come back to get them. Yes. And if the man can't even plan or if the man can't even hire people who can plan a rally why in the world would we let him have four more years of the country? I mean, yeah. it's just he's inept. The only thing he cares about is him. He walked off Air Force One, he walked back on Air Force One, and that's all that matters to Donald Trump, and that's why we should elect Joe Biden, because Joe Biden actually cares, which is also why, and the Republicans, the GOP, they rush through judges and have done nothing for pandemic aid, the Senate. Yeah. So they need to be voted out, which is why... There are a bunch of Senate races that are up in the air. Gail was talking about the one in Montana. Mm-hmm. Apparently the Democratic governor of Montana is running for Senate. Yeah. And then there's... Um, everybody talks a lot about the Jamie Harrison and Lindsey Graham and mm-hmm. um, Amy McGrath and Mitch McConnell. But um, there's other ones. There's Mark Kelly in Arizona running yes. against McSally and Sarah Gideon in Maine running against Susan Collins. <laughs> Yeah, so find one of those races. And then MJ Hager in Texas is running against um, John Corrin, I guess. And also, there's a dude in Colorado. Yes. And John Ossoff in Georgia. 
I don't know that one. Yeah. So there are, yeah, if you've got any money left in your pocket, be it 5 or $10, find a Senate race. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because the Senate has just completely turned against the American people. Yeah, the Senate should not be a lapdog for Donald J. Trump. Or any president. They should not be a lapdog for a Democratic president. No. Our country was founded on checks and balances. If a Democratic president were doing what Donald J. fucking Trump is doing, I would not be voting for them. That was one of the things that I liked about Elizabeth Warren was she wanted to put limits on the presidency and decrease corruption in government. Executive power has been building through both Democrats and Republicans, through the Bush, through Obama, through Clinton, and that is wrong, and it needs to be addressed and stopped. No one mm-hmm. should have that much power. Donald Trump is pushing the limits of presidential power, and we need to stop him because he is a fascist, but we also need to stop the erosion of congressional and legislative and judicial power. Yeah, we need to have people in the Senate who aren't willing to give up the power that they have. Yeah, and we need a judiciary that is not partisan. The judiciary Mm -hmm. is currently really, really radicalized and partisan in many places because that's who the, the Republicans have been packing onto the court. So we need to go back to checks and balances because it's actually really well designed except for the Electoral College because the founding fathers had no idea how the country was going to grow. Right. That's true. And so that needs to be revisited because it is not appropriate that, that, that North Dakota has so much more say, that, that a voter in North Dakota has so much more say than a voter in California. It's not even a red or blue thing. It's just land doesn't vote people do. I've seen that a lot. Yes. And that's a really important way to think about it is that land doesn't vote people do. The people who originally wrote the Constitution were landowners. And it was a while before you could vote if you didn't actually own land. Mm -hmm. But now we are going into a one-person, one-vote world, and the Electoral College needs to be either gone or reflect that. And right now, what you need to do to help with that is to vote out every Republican you can and to vote Democrat up and down because the Republicans are even now trying to get as few votes counted as possible. Yeah, they are. Which is disgraceful. I mean, it's so, so, so pathetic if the only way you can win is by cheating. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, that should not be. That's just like the antithesis of what I always grew up thinking about America was. America was fair play. America was... You know, you could do it. America was, you know, Horatio Alger, and yeah, that's capitalism. But um, is Horatio Alger even America? Even yeah, America? yeah, definitely. Um, you know, you can make it. <laughs> Mary Tyler Moore, you're gonna make it after all. <laughs> um, but fair play and you know sports and shaking hands after you good sportsmanship. The Republicans have completely dropped. All of the football, baseball, basketball, soccer ball on good sportsmanship. I mean, mm. that was one of... I read an article about what one of the things that made America different was that we had such a sports culture and people got used to working in teams. And hmm. that yes. was actually a really interesting point because we do. And so, you know, that, that really helps. I mean, I did sports a lot and it really does help give you leadership skills. It helps give you team skills. It helps you realize that everybody has a job, even if somebody's not as athletic as another person, they can still do a job and it will still help the team. And the Republicans have forgotten about that thing that's at the core of American culture, that we are all a team. Mm -hmm. And so they need to go. This is the one 
one election where it's country over party. You really need to vote blue because the Republicans do not believe in fair play. They do not want to vote. They do not want to count votes. They are Americans in name only. And it is one of the saddest things ever that the Republican Party has come to this. Hmm. So we're going to take a minute to think about that. And and then we'll be back to tell you why this election is safe. Okay, after listening to me list the reasons why you should vote for Biden and not for any Republicans and also give to flip the Senate, um, we are now going to tell you why it's safe to do so. <laughs> yes, so everybody, there are lots of places out there that are talking about all of the, the possibility of um, unrest during and around the election and how votes are being counted and all that. But realistically, I mean, Michelle just pointed out a little while ago, there was a presidential election during the Civil War. We, as Americans, respect the institution of elections and we abide by the results. This is how we are as country. This is what we do. This is why we have the whole taxation without representation history behind us and all that. We respect that when a person is on the ballot and gets more votes than the other person on the ballot, that is the person who has won the election. Um, now it's there have been two cases in the past 20 years when the person who got the most uh, the most votes nationally did not end up winning the presidential election because of our electoral college and that is a system that we really need to take another look at Um, but as it stands now in each state, if a person, if one person gets more votes than another person, that the person with the most votes wins. There's no reason to think that that is going to change, really. Um, there's all this talk about Supreme Court getting involved and deciding exactly how votes are counted and all that. That has happened exactly one time in, what, 244 years. Um, That was in 2000. Bush v. Gore in Florida, where the Supreme Court was asked to step in and stop the count of the ballots because they were getting... It had been what at least two weeks after since the mm-hmm. election and they were getting down to the whole hanging chad debate and the how showing how <laughs> I forgot about the hanging chad yeah thing. the hanging hanging chads and then there was the butterfly ballot where they the ballot was poorly designed for 
the machines and people who thought that they had voted for Gore, their ballots were actually cast for some third party person. Huh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I just listened to something on NPR this morning about it, actually. Huh. Um, but, you know, that has been one time in our entire history, and the judges in, on the Supreme Court then said this should not be used as a precedent. The Supreme Court should not be involved in state and in how state states run elections. That the Supreme Court should not be saying you can you you can count these votes but not these votes, and that it shouldn't be an issue. I mean, the best thing for us for the as a country would be for a complete blue landslide across the board. Um, and, you know, we live in Pennsylvania where there have been, there's already been two Supreme Court rulings about how we vote, which uh, orders, not rulings. It's It's insane. Mostly um, the cast effect to the state, though. Mostly, yes. Mostly... What happens is things work their way up to the Supreme Court in a state, and that state court makes a ruling, and the Supreme Court, the U.S. Supreme Court, says that ruling can stand because it's the state, and the states control the election. Right. Right. We are 50 states voting for one president. Yes, but there 50 are, different methods. There are rules in each state, long-established rules, systems that work, yes. which will transition us to our next point, which is the Carter Center is phenomenal. Mm. Jimmy Carter is the best at being a former president. Yes, he really is. He's, he's got integrity. He's very proactive. He does so He's much. very well-spoken. Yeah, and um, he's spoken up on so many issues. Mm-hmm. He's spoken up as a Southern Baptist about discrimination against women actually mm-hmm. he left the southern baptist church over that mm-hmm. and misogyny which is impressive mm-hmm. um he's spoken up for black lives matters they have been curing trying to cure nigerian river war or something isn't there a is there something like that yeah. yeah and he also um has does election monitoring in other countries and they've been doing these little um lunch 10 minute videos this week and Thursday's was preventing fraud and safeguarding ballots. And they had Tammy Patrick from the Democracy Fund on. And her point is that this is probably the most secure election in the history of the United States. Mm-hmm. And that it's so much easier to spread disinformation and misinformation than it is to mess with the voting systems. And so the goal of Russia and Trump and all of our enemies... Um, because the Constitution does say enemies domestic and foreign, so there are domestic enemies. And the Founding Fathers always knew there would be domestic enemies, people who want power for themselves and not power for the people. Your vote is your power. Um, And the best thing to do is not to click on clickbait articles, but to realize that these processes have been in place. There are people of integrity concerned that the election results are sound I mean it's just it's so much easier to sow doubt than it is to actually mess with things 
And so that's what Trump has been doing for all of his time. He's been sowing doubt in this election as an attempt to undermine our democracy. And there's just, it's a secure election. It is. Every, and most people are responsible. (laughs) Most of the people who are in positions to do things. Yes. Our, our elect, most of the elected officials, most of the lifetime government employees know what they're doing and want a free and fair election. Yeah, we dropped off of Gail's ballot last Saturday. Yeah, we did. I didn't, I had meant to cancel my mail-in ballot, but I waited too late and they had already printed it so they sent it to me so I did drop it off at the drop-in box last Saturday there were four people that we went through saying do do you have it in the security envelope do you have it in the outside envelope is it signed okay and here it is you can see me drop it in the yeah. There were two separate people who asked Gail if she'd completed all the steps very clearly. Mm-hmm. They took the ballot. They were all friendly. I didn't even realize I was wearing my Biden-Harris hat, and this is a very red area, and mm-hmm. I didn't... There was no indication that anyone noticed I was either. No. It was just a very efficient process that gave you faith that the process was going to work. Yeah. People, when we were walking up the street, a black couple came up to us and asked us where you dropped off a ballot. Mm-hmm. There was a short line of cars, and mm-hmm. it was democracy at work smoothly. Yes. It was impressive. <laughs> it was. Yeah, there were cases this week when there was like a three-hour line at the Board of Elections to, on the last day to do the in-person early voting. Um, but, you know, for the most part, it has been very, very smooth. Yes, there will be lines everywhere. There have been lines. There, there have been horror stories about people in Texas waiting for eight hours to vote. And New York. And New York and Georgia. And yeah, there have been horrible lines everywhere. But when people cast their votes, those votes are being counted. Yeah, this needs to change so it's easier for Americans to vote. The -hmm. only way it's going to change is if we vote in Democrats because Republicans suppress the vote. Yes. They closed so many polling places in Georgia to get Brian Kemp elected governor. Mm-hmm. They closed since they since the Supreme Court decided the Voting Rights Act wasn't necessary anymore. They've been closing polling places in minority areas. Yes, especially in Texas. Yeah. So in um, Georgia. And part of why the lines are, are there there was a 600% voter rise in young voter registrations in Texas and there's been so many new voters and so many newly registered voters and this is amazing and this is what we need to to strengthen our democracy mm-hmm. and so yay we just need to make it easier to vote but right now stand in those lines get your vote in make your voice counted um Tammy Patrick was a senior advisor for the democracy fund and the democracy fund is nonpartisan because Elections should be, the people in charge of elections should be nonpartisan because we should all want free and fair elections with the winner, with the most votes. Yeah. Um, we envision an open and just democracy that is resolute in the face of change and worthy of the American people's trust. 
and their core beliefs. I'm going to read them to you quickly. We believe in the dignity of every individual and an equal protection of their rights under the law. We believe that voting is a cornerstone of our democracy. A just and equitable political system must eliminate structural bar barriers to ensure historically excluded communities have a meaningful influence in our democracy. No white supremacy. Constitutional checks and balances and respect for the rule of law are critical to protect against abuses of power. Constitutional checks and balances. Yes, we talked about that. Healthy democracy cannot exist without a participatory, vibrant public square, including an independent free press. I want a democracy where we don't always agree, but I also want a democracy where we compromise. Mm -hmm. And I want a democracy where we all want a better life for every child in America. Yeah. Because that should be what we all agree on. Poor children should not have to beg for food. Children should not be in cages. School lunches should be free. Mm -hmm. You should want, because that makes the whole country better. Kids who get food are smarter. They do better in schools. You can't teach a hungry child. You just can't. So I would really like to get to an America where we care about all children equally. We believe that informed dialogue and principled compromise are essential to governing a large, diverse, and complex society like America. Informed dialogue, principled compromise, not lies. Talk about Trump lying. Trump lies every time he opens his mouth. I, I saw some, uh, I don't even want to go into numbers. I, I'm going to get them wrong because... He, I saw 50 lies a day. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. In 50 lies a day for the past four years, yeah. every speech he gives every time he talks to a reporter he is lying everything he says is a lie he has never told the truth and I, and, and I cannot think of a single instance where he has told the truth I just read a good article in Forbes about Leslie's how Leslie Stahl handled him yeah. his interview and she didn't let him gaslight her she stayed calm through the whole thing she repeated questions when he avoided mm -hmm. them she didn't let him get away with lies. She interrupted him when he was lying, and he walked off the set. Yeah, he did. Because he cannot... He seems incapable of telling the truth, and especially in the face of a strong woman yeah. asking him questions. Yeah, this is the last of their core beliefs. We believe that political leaders and elected officials bear an uncommon burden to act with integrity. They are responsible for the country. They have the public trust. The public trust is important. We are trusting them with our tax money, with a large aspect of our common mutual lives, and we need public officials who lead with integrity. Mm -hmm. That's a democracy fund. Find out about them. Democracyfund.org. Um, on Trump lying, and that's that was Tammy Patrick from the Car from the Democracy Fund on the Carter Center. So look the Carter Center up on Facebook and check out those videos because they're very useful. Um, I put them on my Facebook page. I tweeted them out in the universe. Because right now Trump is living in this fantasy land where he causes a civil war because people love him so much. And there's clickbait articles about how we're on a tipping point of violence. And I've been seeing them a lot more this week. And I can't help but think that by the timing of them that it is disinformation. Just it's, designed to make you less it, more worried about what your vote's going to be. <laughs> yeah. It is possible. Um, actually, in York County, the sheriff's office and the um, district attorney's office did a PSA uh, saying, you know, we are going to make sure that our elections are 
free and fair and free of violence. And you can trust us to do that. Because we need our elected officials, we need to hold our elected officials accountable. There's um, Waging Nonviolence talks about one of the things you can do to prevent a coup, and that's to make sure that your elected officials know that every vote needs to be counted Mm -hmm. and how you can do that, you know, and just checking in with them, you know, maybe doing sit-ins outside their office or making them aware that we're paying attention because every vote needs to be counted. You have to be patient on election night. We will not have results on election, election night. night. Yeah, Gail works at a newspaper, right? <laughs> yeah. The process is always the same. Um, on election night, a lot of times, the, the AP is the standard. They will say when they call a race based on the um, first ballot counts coming in and... Um, talking to people at the polls and that sort of thing. But this year is going to be... Well, okay. That is what usually happens. AP will call a race. And I remember, I guess it was two years ago when the governor was up for election here. And um, I was shocked at how fast AP called that race because it was obviously going to be... a very heavily in favor of Wolf. Um, AP will generally call, like I'm sure that California will be called as soon as the ballot, as soon as the polls close that night, on election night. Hmm. But in New York, I'm sure there are some states that are definitely going to be called immediately. Um, but Pennsylvania is not one of them. Florida is not one of them. Texas is not one of them now, I think. I don't know because they already started counting the votes in Texas, though. Okay, but... They're not... Like, in Pennsylvania, they have to wait until Election Day to count the votes. Right. Some states, they don't have to do that. Right. But Texas also has set records for voting. Right. So, so there are just so many votes yeah. they're going to have to count there. And I, I, I think it will take a while. Mm-hmm. But... Even though AP calls the races pretty quickly and the like, NBC, CNN, and all of them do the same, that isn't the official result. The official results don't happen usually for, I think it's usually the Friday, a week after, so 10 days after the actual election, we will get the official results. Um, because that's how long it takes to count the ballots, make sure that it, double check the math, get in the absentee ballots, count them, and sometimes if it's close, there will be a recount. You don't get the official election results on election night. You never do. So everyone just needs to be patient this time. Yes. And Twitter has, I think they announced a policy that no politician can declare a victory unless they have to confirm sources like the AP. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Yes. Um, yeah, so your vote is secure. Be patient about the election results because there's so many more mail-in ballots this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Pennsylvania, this is the first time we've had mail-in ballots for no, where you didn't basically have to have a doctor's excuse um, for a presidential election and a third of the ballots 
a third of the registered voters in the state re- received mail-in ballots. Yeah, and the democracy fund person said that, um, oh, this isn't new. Even in Pennsylvania, there have still always been absentee and mail-in ballots because of military personnel. Mm-hmm. So it's not new. Trump makes it sound like this is a fragile process. And it's not. It's a very robust process. There are checks and balances in place. There's overlap to make sure there's systems in place that double check each other. So they are very familiar with working with mail-in ballots. Yes. And absentee ballots and military ballots. So you have to have faith in the process. Do not click on clickbait articles between now and the election. There is just so much disinformation out there that Trump and the Republicans are spreading. Um... You should have by now decided who to vote for, how to vote, where you're going to vote, and encourage a friend to vote with you as well. Mm-hmm. You know, reach out to family members who might be on the fence with your feelings about and how, how the election will impact you. Like I've been telling stories about here about, you know, how, I feel, how Biden can help the LGBT community and Trump has done nothing but deprive trans people of rights. Mm-hmm. Um, personal stories are important. Voting is super important, and it is your right and responsibility as American to go do it. And it's safe, and it's calm, and your Republican neighbors aren't a monster, and your Democratic neighbors aren't a monster, and we're all just Americans, and we should all just get back to taking care of each other. Yeah. So we've had a horrible four years, and we need to get past it. We need to get past it, um, and we need to build back better <laughs> mm. um, and we need to start taking care of each other I mean they, the, the GOP has divided us because of language and hate and Trump has stoked every fire that there is white supremacy fires mm-hmm. fire uh, hating you know disdain for the disabled mm-hmm. um, the feeling that you can't trust LGBTQ people he's taken every one of those and used it to help himself and I mean none of that is true you all know gay people they're just being we're just people we're people you love mm-hmm. and so are you um you know so just have faith in each other have faith in the process and be patient and we might do a short one of these on election night or Monday on Monday oh yeah yes busy on election day um, yeah, and find something to do election night that isn't just watching the returns. Yeah. Let's all watch both of the Ghostbusters movies or yeah. something. The 2016 Ghostbusters with the women and the original Ghostbusters because Ghostbusters 2 is one of the worst movies ever. It really is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Happy Halloween. Make a voting plan. Stay safe. Thanks for listening. Mask up. Yeah, wear your mask, people. Yeah, when you go vote, bring a pen. Make sure you know what kind of pen to bring. Um, there are places to um, find out where your polling place is if you don't know. I yeah, think, look online. Yeah, um, or text poll. I think Biden's is 30330 or something. I, I, I can't verify that number. But there's a bunch of places to um, that can tell you your polling place if you don't know. Mm-hmm. Don't believe somebody. If they tell you your polling place has changed, double check. Yeah. Um, don't fall for sabotage. Just, you know, go do it and do it safely. Vote. It's important. It's sexy. Mm. It's fun.
Mm. And this year, I think you'll get a real sense of satisfaction when it's done. Yeah. So thanks for listening to our extra long You Got This podcast because you got this. All right. And we will talk to you probably Monday. Yeah. This is Michelle. And this is Kat. Signing off.